guys, what's up? And welcome back to day 26 of Utober. Is it day 26? Am I lying? I'm getting ahead of myself. Day, day 19. Day 19, girl. And I believe our third or second, third, third coffee talk within the Utober series. Today is a decaf brew. And while I was brainstorming ways to basically create a fall or Halloween spin on a decaf brew, which is usually all about the environment, health, wellness, mental health, all of that good stuff, I decided to do the topic of the phases of the moon. I've never done a video on this. And while technically this is kind of cosmic-y, I want to talk about how the phases of the moon are said to affect us as human beings. Either way, by the end of today's chat, you will be able to know how you can symbolically use the phases of the moon in order to set goals and manifest or accomplish goals in your life, whether or not you believe the phases of the moon actually affect us. But we're going to open all considerations today and go through all of the symbolic meanings of each phase of the moon and how that can almost metaphorically or perhaps actually affect our lives. So something that's really interesting about October 2020 is that there are actually two full moons in this month. This is super rare. There was the full harvest moon on October 1st. We are currently right over the middle mark of a new moon, which is also why I decided to do today's coffee talk on this topic so that you can use the little systems and I guess kind of like the rituals that we're going to talk about today if you guys want to plant some manifestation seeds going into this next next moon cycle. We're just coming out of the new moon, but you know, you could do it now if you really wanted to. But then we have another full moon on October 31st, Halloween, such a freaking vibe. And that is called the full hunter's moon. So this October has just been the vibiest of vibes. Um, I hate that I just said that, but I did. So the phases of the moon actually affect human life, plant life, animal life, and it is, I guess you might say like common folklore, if you will, that the different changes and phases of the moon can assist in the growth and the decline of living things on earth. That traces into things like our sleep, things like our emotions or our moods. Legend has it, it affects things like our love life, and it's said to have an effect on women's menstrual cycles as well, as in you can actually sync your cycle to the moon or based on where your cycle is within the moon phases can give you a pretty good indication or I guess like idea of how it might be affecting your mood, your hormones. The thing I love about it is that it's so symbolic, but it's also very rooted in history. Moon rituals go all the way back in places like Egypt and China and India. And it was believed, and it still is, that the moon has such an effect on living life and earth and oceans and tides and so many things here that it is considered to be something sacred to bathe under the light of the moon. So those rituals became historic rituals that have still continued into practice today. So the common question is how can the moon have that effect on us? And the idea is it's due to its gravitational pull. So just like when there's a full moon versus a new moon and the tide goes in and out, if you consider the fact that our human bodies are made up of 70% of water, then that's where the connection comes that things like plants, things like living beings, things like humans, because we are made up of so much water, the gravitational pull of the moon can actually alter and affect our cells, our 
the things that we're generating, the things that we're creating are energy in a way. So we have to take into consideration, I mean, we don't have to, but I like to. Let's see what the science says. So according to Louis Devoy, who's a curator of the Royal Observatory Greenwich, by the 16th century, tracking the moon's position had become an essential part of medicine. Some researchers theorize that humans are reacting to the subtle changes in the Earth's magnetic field that occur with the moon phases. When the oceans flow with the tides, the salty water, which is electrically conducting, causes the Earth's magnetic field to fluctuate. These changes have been shown to affect our alpha brain wave activity. So that information is cool because that is you know, the smart way of saying that the phases of the moon actually can have an effect on the brain waves that you are conducting in your mind. A win for all of the cosmic queens out there, you know, we're not crazy. Another fun fact is that studies have shown that people experience 30% less deep sleep during the full moon as compared to the rest of the month. Researchers believe that our internal biological rhythms may be linked to the moon's cycle. Changes in sleep can have a dramatic effect on your overall mood, causing things like irritability, decreased concentration and focus, impatience, and elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol. So again, if you're looking at it from the scientific point of view and you're thinking that, okay, maybe even if the moon doesn't actually directly affect your mood, your emotions, your life in any kind of way, it could actually be directly affecting the quality of your sleep. So whether or not you're going into the deeper state of sleep and without that extra necessary deep states of sleep, we tend to then have spikes in our stress levels, which I guess what I'm saying is the cause and effect. If you don't believe that maybe the moon actually directly affects, then it could be a cause and effect from lack of sleep, which creates that domino effect of how that then manifests into our lives. So if we're accepting the concept today that the moon actually can directly affect human beings, how can we use this information? How can we best take that knowledge and implement it into a way that is not only interesting and fun, but is just creative, you know? And I feel like this is something that you're either into it or you're not, but if you've ever wanted to know more about the moon, if you've ever wanted to hear about the symbolism behind all of the phases, and then not only that, now knowing a little bit more of the science, by the end of today's chat, not only will you be a moon queen, you will also be completely stocked with rituals and things that you can do tonight if you want to, to manifest what you would like to this whole next moon cycle. So let's hop into our spaceships with our tumbler coffee cups and let's hit the moon. The first phase of our moon journey today is going to be the new moon. So this is the phase that we're actually just exiting right now if you are watching this right around the time this video or this podcast goes live. So the new moon I believe was on the 16th. So the new moon is basically when there's no moon in the sky and the entire theme or the entire idea that surrounds the new moon is the idea of new beginnings. The reason why we can't see the moon during this phase is because it's when the moon and the sun are in complete alignment, which means all of the light that our sun is reflecting off the moon is going back out into the universe and we're just seeing the complete shadowed side of the moon. Something else that's really cool to consider if you get into the energetic symbolism behind the moon and the sun is that our sun is our masculine energy and the moon is our feminine energy. So it's believed when you get into the more, I guess, kind of like astrology side of the phases of the moon, that when we have a new moon, because they are in complete alignment, our masculine energy is in balance with our feminine energy. 
which is why it's a good time to set intentions and to basically plant seeds of whatever it is that you want to cultivate because we tend to be in a clear state of mind. Now during the new moon, this is not a time to be taking action. This is time you will have just come out of the previous moon phase, which we're gonna end on today, but you'll basically be coming out of a phase of recollection and taking note, taking stock of life. So when you enter the new moon, this is when you wanna take what you've learned from the past and plant new seeds of just anything, any type of growth, any area of your life that you really want to focus on or work on, which is why this is a really good like opportunity or you could use this entire system to plant things like goals or intentions. Like let's say you just came out of a month of not really getting great sleep, then you could set the intention during your new moon to get more quality rest or more quality sleep. Now it's also important to note that during the new moon, the lack of light might also increase or is said to increase our lack of energy. So this is also why this is not the time to be taking action. This is the perfect time for reflection. The perfect time to just like, you know those nights where you're just like, actually guys, it's Friday, but I'm gonna stay in and I'm gonna brew myself a bubble bath and I'm gonna sit and think about life and listen to soft music and then I'm gonna climb into bed, clean sheets and nice clean pajamas and write down all of the things, all my wishes, hopes and dreams. That is what you wanna do during the new moon. So the second phase of the moon is the one that we're actually in right now and this is the waxing crescent moon. So this is when the moon looks like a little sliver in the sky and the entire theme around the waxing crescent moon is all about beginnings. This is when we start to see our seeds sprout just the littlest bit. This is the most important time to really anchor the intentions that we've set. So once you've planted those seeds, just like if your goals are just starting to sprout above the surface, this is the make or break where if you actually solidify the intention, if you see the little sprout and you continue to water it and balance it, then this can turn into really great quality growth. So saying that, it's important to keep in mind to try and focus on just one thing at a time. And I feel like this is a hard thing. I, I suffer from this a lot because I feel like I like to plan like seven goals at once. But the problem is when you get to, whether you're doing this with the moon or not, just in general with goals, when you're trying to do too many things at once, when you get to this phase in any goal, when you've just started, you're like a week in, maybe only a couple days in, maybe you're only two weeks in, but you haven't hit the point yet that this is a habit, this is solidified, this is cemented in you, and you're trying to do too many things at once, then you're gonna either give up, inevitably fail, or you know, those like beginning sprouts will wither and die without even actually ever being able to bear you some fruit. Some practices that you can implement during this time in order to keep yourself on track and again to solidify your intentions would be to do more meditations, more vis visualizations, more journaling, basically just keeping your intentions fresh in your mind, keeping your focus on the one thing that you're working with for this moon cycle. The best ingredient that you can introduce would be gratitude and that is like I know an oversaturated thing and that is said in I feel like everything, like especially coffee talks, but it's because it is, I wanna say that is where you connect back to the source, in my opinion, if we're gonna take the spirituality out of that. I just feel like when you're grateful for what you have, it makes committing to what you're working on easier because you're coming from a place of gratitude, you're coming from a place of abundance, and so, 
there's no sense of fear with working when you see sprouts. When you set intentions, that's not the hard part. The hard part is when your intentions start to sprout and it's make or break time to commit to what you've started or to drop it. And I feel like, especially if you're somebody that deals with any kind of self-doubt, like it's so easy to drop the ball during this phase. This is why, literally, lamely enough, this is why this phase of the moon is tattooed on my back because I love the idea of sticking it through, of setting intentions, of setting seeds and working on them and the sprouting and the growing and like the process of it all, you know? So don't doubt yourself. Look for things to be grateful for. Continue to trust in yourself. Continue to affirm to yourself whatever goal you're working on. And not only that, like have fun taking action on the things that you're trying to create in your life. The third moon phase is the first quarter moon. Now, this is when the moon is at a direct 90 degree angle with the sun and that is why it shows up basically like a half, you know, like half a pizza. Now our sprouted little goals have come up even higher and are starting to show leaves. This is when things have cemented and solidified and we're kind of on a roll. This is usually also when we start being confronted by challenges and by things we maybe didn't see coming when we were setting our goals or setting our intentions. So again, it's kind of like that duality of half the moon being lit up and half the moon being shadowed. Now's the time to almost take a pause, take a minute, look at the challenges, look at the obstacles and decide how you want to proceed. So that might mean, let's say you were working on like three different sprouts and they all sprouted up and now they're showing leaves, but the challenges are showing you that you only have enough resources to keep two of the plants alive. You got to pick one plant. It's really sad and tragic, but you got to pick one and you got to let it go. And this is like, the time to do that, the time to be like, okay, I can see where my challenges are coming up. What do I need to shift? What do I need to move around in order to make things work so I can continue to proceed on my priority, on my highest intention? This is also usually when we need to start to actually exert our energy, exert our focus, and really put in the effort to keep going. Because as soon as we hit challenge, inevitably as human beings, we want to back down. We want to step away. We want to go back to our comfort zones. So use this as a reminder to like hold your vision, keep strong, adjust if you need to, and just put in the effort, keep on going. And the best, I feel like strongest mental tool to put in your toolkit for that is to look at each challenge that you're faced with as something that that is a teacher. It's, it's teaching you something. It's teaching you a lesson and you can use that with anything in life as much as it sucks right down to like the worst to the tiniest in, of inconveniences. Like all of those inconveniences as shitty as they can be. Sometimes they do teach us something, even if it's just teaching us grace or patience or how to take a breath or how to slow down or how to choose out of a difficult situation or how to believe in ourselves when we're trying to work through hard things. The next moon phase is the waxing gibbous moon. And this is when the moon is almost completely full or almost completely lit up, but that tiny little crescent is now shadowed. This is when our sprouted leafed goals are now starting to show little flowered buds. We're really starting to taste the tiniest little piece of beauty from whatever it is that we've been growing. This is also usually when our energy is starting to feel like it's generating or like kind of hitting a peak or getting to that point of like things are, are about to hit 
like like the high point, you know, and you're starting to feel more energetic. You're starting to to really kind of just like feel into what it is you've created or what it is you're creating. As things start to come into alignment, this is when we are meant to take big action. This is when we're meant to like really just show up. This is like when you play your cards, you put your heart on the line, you pull, you go all in. That said, this is also when our patience is being most tested, when we might need to still be open to being flexible. Open is the best word. I feel like that would be the best all-encompassing vibe or theme or word for this phase of the moon would be flexibility or openness because this is when our energy is open, our hearts are open, are like we're open we're ready we're like ready to catch the ball practices that you could use that I find to be really helpful and just take a little bit of extra time before bed or something to just write down your intention over and over again your intention or even like a mantra I am somebody that struggles with a lot of self-doubt so I will always come back to the mantras that are all like I can do this lately I read untamed by Glennon Doyle and I've been loving the mantra I can do hard things like whatever it is that it's like you know what I create this like don't doubt yourself now we're almost at the full moon so reminding yourself of your intention just taking some time to do like breath work or meditate anything that basically reconnects you to why you why you planted the seeds you planted in the first place will help during this phase of the moon we are about to hit the full moon but before we do I'm gonna take a really quick coffee break and leave you guys with some of the messages from this week's coffee talk sponsors that allows me to create these podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Welcome back. We've now reached full moon, friends, and that means that not only are we feeling clarity, but things are also at an all-time peak. Whether or not you're ready for it, energy is spiked 
during the full moon. And if you were ready for it, then you're having a peak week. You know, you're on your peak, you're on your A game. This is when your plants, your flower buds have blossomed, your goals, your skin, you're glowing. <laughs> but if you weren't prepared, and oftentimes we're not, and that's fine because not many of us have the time to work our life around the moon, it can sometimes manifest into a tweak week where everything is at an all-time high. Your skin is not glowing, you're covered in pimples, your hair is a hot mess, your life feels like a hot mess, and you're just waiting for another new moon so that things can settle the frick down a little bit. So during a full moon, the sun, moon, and earth are in full alignment, which is why we see the full brightness, the full beautiful face of our handsome moon. I guess they call it the man on the moon, right? So full moons are said to be nourishing. So even if you are having a tweak week where things are hitting a just an all-time like freak mode. This is a good time to nourish yourself. This is a good time. Like if you think about the fact that the moon is a reflection of our solar energy. So our masculine energy being reflected from the moon, which has given us our feminine energy. We are in the full peak mode to dip into our feminine. So know that whether or not you're peaking or tweaking, you can use this time to nourish yourself and nourish your soul and nourish whatever you feel you're needing at this time. This is when you'll notice you'll have like, insane creative energy or big personal breakthroughs or epiphanies or ideas because things, like I said, things are in alignment and so things are happening and they seem to be happening fast. But if you can basically root yourself and then open yourself up to this energy, this is where things can really take action and really make change and, and really blossom for you. It can be really hard to do, but if you can cultivate feelings of compassion for yourself during a full moon, especially if you're in a tweak week, having a tweak full moon where it feels like everything's going crazy. If you can execute self-compassion during those times for however you're feeling, no matter if you're feeling good or bad, and try not to look at emotions as good or bad and just see it all as kind of like human experience, then no matter whether or not you're feeling like you're having a good time or a bad time during a full moon, you can pull a lot of knowledge and a lot of information and connect a lot of dots if you're able to observe whatever it is that's going on. And again, by going into that feminine, that feminine state of being rather than doing and opening your eyes to connect the dots, you might notice, even if you're having a tweak week or a tweak full moon, you might notice opportunities that open up or that are created with your mind that weren't there before in order to take more action or to further plant or cement whatever it is you have been growing. The idea is that the full moon basically amplifies whatever it was you were focused on or working on during the waxing phases. Now a really good activity that you can do to basically use or this knowledge or this information is to bathe in the full moonlight. That is like the best, most, I guess, historical ritual thing that you could do is to get outside and allow your body to be covered in moonlight. It sounds weird because I feel like this is something that you don't necessarily do intentionally, but when you think about the fact that when you're outside and you're under a tree versus you walk out from under the tree and you're standing in the sunlight, you feel that, right? But you don't really think about it in 
in the sense of the full moon, but when there is a full moon and you're actually outside and you're feeling the light of the full moon, like that has to have some sort of effect on us. Like if I know that it's just the reflection of sunlight, but it's still sunlight. It's still light that's coming from the sun. And I, that intrigues me. I feel like that I want to go down the scientific hole of that a little bit more before we do. We'll move into the next moon cycle, which is the disseminating moon, also known as the waning gibbous. All that waning means is that the illuminated side of the moon is now starting to decrease rather than increase. You know, the light is starting to turn low. And this is usually when our planted, budded, flowered goals have now begun to bear their fruit. So now we really get to feel the rewards of what we were working on focusing on planting, even if it's just again in small ways. This is a time of celebrating and harvesting the fruit of your goods, whatever it is that you've been working on. And this is not to say that in every moon cycle you can complete massive big goals. This could even be a smaller bearing of fruit to the bigger fruit you're growing. For instance, let's say you're working on building a healthier lifestyle. That is something that might have to take many moon cycles to really, I guess, cement into your life. But you might be bearing the fruit of working on a healthier lifestyle in the sense of noticing how much better you feel with higher quality sleep, noticing how much more energy you have because you've been drinking a lot of water. It might be small little things to notice, but during this phase, we start to feel the positive effects of the intentions that we've been setting and focusing on. This is also a time to begin to look at the things that we might need to release or let go of. The negativity, the things in our life that got in the way, the things that we maybe planted that didn't kind of turn out how we intended, no matter how, no matter the effort or the intentions you began with. This is a time to, just like how during the full moon you, you gather that information, now it's like starting to weed out the things in your life that you no longer need, that no longer serve you. You can also use it as an opportunity to see what's stopping you from fully, like, I guess, reveling in your bared fruit, reveling in your reward in a way. And I find that really interesting because I, I notice that if I'm working on a goal or I'm setting an intention and I get to this phase where like it starts to bear fruit, I've always kind of struggled with this energy of feeling like I'm not able to harvest and celebrate. Like it's almost like feeling wrong for celebrating your hard work and effort. And it's interesting looking at it through this filter of the phases of the moon because this is a time to become aware of what it might be that stops you from feeling like you're able to celebrate, from feeling like you get to have your reward. A really good mental tool for your mental toolkit or activity, something you can do to harness this knowledge, this phase, this symbolism, if you will, is to shift the energy by focusing, I guess, on like, like others in a way. You could send like letters or a small gift to your best friend or take moments of gratitude or telling people that you're grateful for them or showing them through your actions that you're grateful for them. Like we only ever really do truly feel the joy of the things that we focus and work on when we get to enjoy the fruit with others. And so that's why I feel like using this phase, especially if you are someone that struggles with celebrating your wins, 
to shift and give some good energy to those you love allows you to feel that sense of like celebration and that sense of gratitude for what you've been doing or working on because again you're you're giving you're giving that gratitude away you're giving that love away and that makes it I guess it just like for me, I feel like that opens the door. And also too, keep in mind, if you've been working really hard on a goal, this is the perfect time to maybe nurse some of the things that you had to put aside while you were focusing or on your intentions or on, or on whatever it was you were working on. So I've been super busy with Utoba right now. So it's like, if I were to use that with this whole phases of the moon, I would use this phase to nourish my relationships, to nourish the people in my life that I haven't been able to like talk to as often or hang out with as often because I've been working or because I've just been like in the wormhole of my computer and editing. So the seventh moon phase is the last quarter moon. And this is again when the moon is at a 90 degree angle with the earth and the sun. So it looks like it's another half of a pizza. This is this bittersweet moment where our plants start to wither metaphorically. I, all I think about is when I was doing my yoga teacher training, there was this tapestry that was hanging up in the yoga room and it showed a lotus flower from like almost like the flower bud to all of the phases of the lotus flower opening up. And then underneath it showed the withering away of the lotus flower. And all, the whole idea behind yoga philosophy is like in order to appreciate the youth and the growth and the abundance of the flower at its at its like full bloom you have to also appreciate the process of the wither away and and i guess like the ridding of the old to make way for the new it's all about rebirth and renewal right and that's what's so beautiful about the phases of the moon too is that the phases of the moon really symbolize that entire process of coming into fruition and then withering away and like yes wither is kind of like that's the word that's getting me wither is so it makes it sound kind of negative, but it's not really that. It's it's just the fact that it's time to go back into rest mode. It's time to go in back into hibernation. It's time to allow things to kind of take their exit so that new things can come in. So as the light is beginning to go down, this is a really good time to cleanse, to maybe again, do some letting go of things, some shedding of layers, some just working through things that no longer serve you or things that no longer hold a purpose for you. You have to kind of go inwards in order to understand where things are shifting and changing and what needs to be kind of tossed out so that you can make space for new things to come in. So this is like a really good time to devote your focus to that, to connect with your intuition, to grant yourself like access to yourself, to grant yourself access to your full mind, heart, love, soul capacity that you're able to look at your life very objectively and be like, all right, let's make some decisions, like to meet yourself with some friendly curiosity. This is usually when we might be feeling emotional, but our emotions are almost like encrypted or like coded with deeper epiphanies that we can access if we take the time to. So as things start to wither and go back towards that resting mode, we might feel a sense of uh, I guess grief or nostalgia or you might I don't know what you're gonna feel everybody feels different things and it's all gonna 
connect a lot to what's working itself through your life or what you're creating in your life. But no matter what we're feeling, there's always something underneath the feeling. And if we give ourselves the time to go there, then we can unlock a lot of deep intuitive wisdom that we hold within ourselves. Letting go of like any resentment, including resentments towards yourself or towards your life where things maybe didn't go the way that you expected or anticipated. And again, like now's the time to just using friendly curiosity to greet the things that maybe aren't so comfortable to face. And like I said, this creates that new space, that new soil that then as we move into the balsamic moon, this moon always makes my like, you know, when you think of certain foods and like your, your glands like create saliva like I don't know why but every time I say the word balsamic I'm like ready to eat something but it's also known as the waning crescent moon and the entire theme around this phase of the moon and the final phase today it's all about surrendering as the light completely begins to fade and we have that tiny little crescent left before we enter the new moon cycle we surrender to what is the really cool thing about our withering plants is that they now produce new seeds and new soils for us to plant new intentions with. So again, it's a, such a needed phase, such a needed part of the entire cycle. This is the time for rest, for recuperation, for reflection, lots of journaling, for lots of solo time if that's your thing, or maybe you want to be spending time with other people outside in nature, just doing whatever makes you feel at rest and at like like in full relaxation mode as you again like you just surrender to what is to what life is you look at what you've learned at what's happened you reminisce on the intentions you might have set with the new moon and see where it led you or what it brought you and with that knowledge you can reorganize whatever intentions it is you wish to seek as you prepare for the new moon which brings us full circle. That is like what the whole surrendering process is so important in my opinion, as you do begin to set new intentions, whether or not you're gonna use the cycles of the moon or you're just gonna use this as inspiration for goal setting and things like that, I feel like you have to always start from the place of surrender, no matter what goals you're setting or what changes you're seeking to create in your life. And I, I think that that is so important because until we surrender to what is, we'll never be able to deeply change what we want. And I feel like that comes from our intentions need to come from a, a place of reality. And it's, I love the whole metaphoric side of the phases of the moon because like it's basically saying you need to surrender to logic in order to come back into that feminine energy and plant new manifestations that work with the materials in front of you. It's basically yin yang energy, but I love it because again, I don't know how much I believe in this stuff. I wish I could look at you and say with 100% full certainty that I am a witch or that I practice like magic in my day to day or that I actually genuinely like believe in birth charts and all of this, all of the stuff that I spend so much time playing with and researching and being friendly curious about because I feel this sense of love for the romantic notion that all of this has so much meaning. It's just who I am by nature, but whether or not it is or it isn't, it, it, like, there's just no denying that there are patterns that work in ways that I don't think our human brains can comprehend. And I wouldn't go as far as saying that the moon cycles couldn't be one of them. And even to say that scientists have researched this and have found even the tiniest bit of, I guess, proof you could pitch your flag on, 
I just love it for the sake of the enjoyment it brings me. And I feel like that's all that really truly matters, whether or not you use the moon cycles or the phases of the moon to work with your life, your intentions, your goal setting, or not your emotions, your menstrual cycle, anything like that. I feel like it's fun when I have the time to do it, but when I don't, I don't stress about it and it doesn't seem to greatly affect my life. I really do believe you can create and manifest a lot of things. You can have a lot of influence over your life. And I love the idea of using the moon to do it. Each phase of the moon has such beautiful symbolic meaning. It beautifully reflects in a lot of ways the symbolic meaning that tends to be the life cycles we go through too. So there you guys have it. That is all of the knowledge I have on the phases of the moon and how you can use them. Now, let's say you wanted to do a ritual. How would you do it? I'm gonna leave you guys with like a really quick step-by-step -step just to give you guys more tools for the toolkit, for your moon toolkit, especially with this full moon coming up. We're now past the new moon, but you could still do this ritual right now to set your intentions for this full moon on Halloween. Um, the way I like to do it is first and foremost, you always gotta begin with the vibe solely because I feel like atmosphere directly reflects our state of mind. So when you create a, create any kind of relaxing resting atmosphere for yourself and then do something that allows you to connect internally with that intuitive nature that we've been talking about direct questions of things I'm looking for allows them to kind of come up naturally and then I'm able to write them out but I have to be sitting I have to be like sometimes I'll light some candles get some good fairy lights going you know just whatever makes you feel at peace so then as that information comes up like you can create a brain web that's usually how I'll start just throw everything I'm thinking down onto a piece of paper then I move that information over and organize it and then from there I set my intentions I start with you usually what's kind of bothering me, what's getting in my way, what I would love to see, what I would love to change, things that bring me hope, things that bring me joy. Then I move that over into like how that could come into goal or action. And then underneath that, I usually set my intentions. That's all you really got to do. And then you can follow that up with any type of manifestation practice you like. I like to say things out loud because I find they help me solidify them. So I'll literally just read it out loud. I'll be like, I am at peace. I am healthy. I am grateful or like whatever. I, I have written a book. I have finished Utober, things like that. And you can also use this time to do visualization manifestations or meditations, all of the good stuff. Anything that makes you feel like you're wrapped up and just ready to go because that leads us into the full moon rituals. Again, you totally do not have to do this. This is just basically helping solidify your intentions. But when you're at a full moon, no matter what you do, again, you want to set the atmo. During the full moon, you're not going to want to stress yourself out with like a 10-step ritual. Just find a calm, clear place where you can just dip into your feminine energy, just dip into your being energy, feel how you're feeling, work through it again, just like our new moon, really. It's, it's again, kind of like a similar ritual, but just notice while things are at their peak what it's creating within you, what the experience energetically feels like for you. And then again, you can write it out. You can say it out loud. You can just sit with your thoughts or your feelings. Choose what you keep, choose what you throw away, and then go bathe under the moonlight. And no, you don't have to actually bathe, bathe. But I mean, you could bathe. You could strip down naked and bathe in like a beautiful river, bay of water. I don't know why that sounds like it would just be top-notch channeling, but I feel like that would be channeling the full moon in its full range and glory. But if you don't have the ability or the capacity to go outside for the full moon and bathe in it, 
then I would recommend doing a totally different ritual, but it's just as high energy, and that's just to like dance it out, just like move your body in any kind of way that allows you to move with your energy, that allows you to move the energy through you. So there you guys have it. That is all of the information I have to give you on all of the phases of the moon, how they are said to affect human beings, and how you can use each symbolic phase or affection, whether you believe it or not, to work with that knowledge, work with that information, and manifest and use it for goal setting and use it and implement it into your life in whatever way you see fit. If you guys have anything to add, any information that you might know about the moon, any stories about using the moon to manifest, any thoughts, anything at all, please feel free to share. And aside from that, I love you guys all the way to the moon and back today because it was a moon-related coffee talk. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Bye, guys.